So we're going to deal with five questions that you should ask when dating and when you're married. Five questions that you should ask when you're dating and when you're married. Well, why do you say that we should ask uh, the same kind of questions Mm -hmm. when we're married uh, that we ask when we're dating? Yeah. And when you think about that, you should ask the same kind of questions when you're dating, uh, when you get married, because when you get married, you should not stop dating. Exactly. You should not stop dating. You should. It should be alive. It should be saucy. Still. Yeah. So while my wife uh, does uh, believe in dating, (laughs) I am one that does not traditionally believe in dating. I would more say I believe in courting. I don't believe in dating, like picking multiple. Maybe it's because I'm a guy and there's so many options. And so dating can become convoluted, a waste of time. Uh, So many beautiful, bold, brilliant women out there that as a man, um, sometimes dating a lot of women mm-hmm. can only become confusing as, as opposed to giving you clarity. And uh, the more women you date, the variety that's out there, the ratio that's mm-hmm. 15 to 1, 10 to 1, uh, it becomes a little bit more complicated. And so trying to find clarity around selecting or making a choice a lot of guys uh it's not that they don't want to make a choice is that they're they're afraid to make a choice or confused about what choice to make because there's so many options Options, right Right. and so and so i don't really think uh that i didn't like to spend a lot of time in dating because it would just create more confusion however um some of you are saying well if you don't date well how are you gonna get married i mean that's a whole nother a whole nother uh, time but but my wife did bring some clarity to what she calls dating or what the, the revelation of dating is. Uh, you want to tell them a little yeah, bit about Yeah, for me, dating, dating is getting data. It's getting mm-hmm. information, getting information to... So from my perspective as a woman, I looked at dating as I have options. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that I could be an option, but I took control over that in my head and I had options. So I wanted to get information, data, um, when I was dating somebody to let me know if I should continue this relationship or this isn't for me. So I just need to move on and just kind of dissolve that. So for me, dating is intentional and it was a place where you got information and yeah, I'm going to stop there. So you would say, so your definition of dating is collecting data, collecting data, collecting information. And so with that theory is where we came today. So if you're collecting data or collecting information, getting to know someone, deciding if you're going to spend the rest of your life because um, Mm -hmm. 
the, the guys aren't just the only ones that get to decide. Right. The ladies get to decide. You two are deciding right. if this is someone you are wanting to spend the rest of your life with. Maybe he chose you. He selected you. He saw he saw you. But, you but it's, it's right. It's, it's, it's your decision as much as it is his mm-hmm. decision. And so in making decision and you're collecting data or you're collecting options, then we thought about five questions that you need to ask. We really have 10, but we probably only get through five yeah. that you need to ask when dating. Now, before we give you the five, uh, make sure if you got to tag somebody and let them know, you're like, hey, right. you need to get in on this. Make sure you tag them before we get into it. Now, after you get married, then people think that, mm-hmm. hey, um, I got all the information. Right. I know you. I got you figured out. Done. Exactly. And so you stop dating. And so if collecting data is the solution or the remedy mm-hmm. to a healthy relationship, then once you get married, you should still yeah. keep dating yeah. and still collecting data. Yeah. You need to still keep asking questions, right. even if you think that you already know the, the answers. answers. Yeah. And the reason is because uh, in this thing we call marriage, there is evolution, right. which means that the goal of this relationship is to grow together right. in a space where you do not have to outgrow each other. Right. So if we're not outgrowing each other and we're growing together, then uh, there will be change. There will right. be transformation. And if there's change and transformation, then who you were when I met you, uh, maybe yeah. who you are when I met you is still the same, but your but your purposes yeah. have changed. Maybe you've evolved, maybe you've grown. And so therefore, I don't ever want to continue in a relationship assuming mm-hmm. that I already know no. everything right. about you. Instead, I'd rather approach this relationship like a curiosity, like you are a wonderland, like your body is a wonderland, you are a wonderland, your mind is a wonderland. I'm intrigued, I'm interested in who you are and what you care about now. Right, because your marriage, uh, these questions on the other side, your marriage is alive. Mm-hmm. It's a living organism and you have to feed something that is alive. So the conversation, the um, inquiry, the questions, those cause your relationship to be alive. Because even sometimes when you're asking those questions to the person that has to answer them, they, they may not even know that something has even changed because they've just kind of like slid in there because life has a way of causing us to be mundane and to be in routine. But when you pause and ask these questions, it helps you to re connect with your with your spouse with your partner so that you can see them um out of the routine out of the routine because while you're in a routine they might have had an aha moment and just never had an opportunity to sit down and tell you what their aha moment was so these questions help you to be able to know where that person is right now went outside of your routine that's right so we ask all kind of questions in our marriage every um every um uh, anniversary. anniversary we we ask questions we ask questions uh all the time talking about having a check-in and so maybe later on we'll give you the uh exclusive marriage pillow talk conversation uh, but today we're just going to deal with five questions five questions that you should ask when dating and when married are you ready we're about to jump in all right the first question that you need to the first set of questions you need to ask are around shared values, all right? Shared values. I know it doesn't seem sexy, uh, but when you are in a dating yeah, relationship, when you're in a dating relationship, I always say mm-hmm. you do not just, you might date vision, but you marry values, values okay? You might date 
vision, but you marry values. And because you're dating vision, but marrying values, then someone can sell you a dream that you both want that mm-hmm. is about the picture of the of the preferred life or the preferred future that they desire, but yet do not have the value system mm-hmm. or the infrastructure to mm-hmm. bag it up or yep. to make, make it, it come to pass. Right. And those values are very necessary for making a vision to come to pass, especially as a female hearing a man, you know, he got vision all day. He was made, Adam had vision, all, you know, all God's children got vision, but what is the work ethic behind that vision? How are you going to make that happen? And understanding what somebody values lets you know if they're going to make that vision come into fruition. Right. So when you're talking about values, you're talking about what do you believe, right? Spiritually, what is your faith like? Where did you believe? How are you raised? Um, were you raised a believer? Were you raised a non-believer? Right. Uh, do you have church experience? What Were you a part of a denomination? Yeah. Uh, because denominations That's believe big. certain things yeah. are wrong and certain things are right and certain things you can do and certain things you can do, even in the context of marriage. So were you raised in a denomination? Were you a Muslim? Were you a Jehovah's Witness? Do right. you still believe that? Uh, do you Are you a 5%er? Do you are you a black Israelite? Like, are you a Catholic? Like, what is your spiritual sense of what it is you believe? And really wrapping your head around what someone believes, because whatever you believe is is how you're going to behave. Right. And so we've uh, ran into people who got in, who did online wow. dating and got into a relationship long distance, and they asked all the fluffy questions around the outside, but they never asked the questions around that what is, they believe. And yeah. then only to get to think they were marrying a solid Christian right. man and a believer because they met him online and then they came to church. And then just after they got married, they discovered that this person was not really needing to be or wanting to be a, a believer, did not want to raise their family or is their it, children right? in the faith and literally wanted to walk away from God. And they were then stuck with a person who posed like a believer mm-hmm. who did did not actually believe. Mm-hmm. So one of the first questions you want to get into is what do you believe? What do you value most? What do you believe about money? What do you believe about money? What is your money reference? What is your right. family structure? What do you believe about your family? What's your relationship like with your father, with your mother? Like, uh, How do you hold dear to these relationships? So shared values is a place where you can understand if you're going to be trying to spend the rest of your life convincing someone right. of something that is important or actually somebody already having something that is important to them. And it's also, you know, very important that you know what they value most out yeah, of those things. That's right. Um, because having that one, two, three always help. It helps you to know, you know, what's more important than something else. And that helps you to know kind of like, are we not that we don't, not only that do we share the same values, but are they in the same, um, uh, from priority. The, yeah, same priority yeah. as mine is because that, that can kind that it, you know further on that can cause some kind of conflict and you'll be like well I, I marry values yeah but did you know what their priority was in those values so that's even like another step to take you know when you're discovering somebody's values yeah so so when you're before you get married asking about values is important but after you get married it's still important right. to check in with the values do we still believe the same right. thing are we still holding fast to the same principles uh, about how we're going to raise our children how we're going to discipline our children how we're going to spend money manage money if we're going to go to church are we tithers are we not tithers do we serve is serving a conflict do I want to serve and you don't want to serve right. do I want to do I want to uh, uh, 
uh, celebrate the holidays and you hate celebrating the holidays? How do we make these adjustments? How do we have shared values? Because it is the values that people end up arguing about or the values that people end up up being the deal breakers, uh, not only in a pre-marital situation, but also in a marital situation. Yeah, that's so true. And we've seen so many things kind of break apart because people didn't have those I won't even say hard conversations, but intentional conversations. Yeah, so good. Number two. So number two, you got that. So number one is shared values. Number two is uh, what are your (laughs) expectations of this relationship? Especially in the pre, in the dating space. Yeah. You need to know that. Well, not only especially. I mean, you say especially. I know why you say especially, especially Mm. after sharing your story Uh yesterday. uh, Seven years of not having clarity. I understand why you say that. But I say that not just especially in the dating process. I think that understanding what your expectations are in a relationship, in a marriage, which I don't want to get to yet, is also equally is important because people get married and one person person has an expectation in their mind about what the role of a husband is or what the role of a wife is. And sometimes you can't talk about what your expectations of a role of a husband and a wife is on your first, second, third, or fifth date, right? Because now it's not time to get into that. With first, second, third, fifth date, you can talk about what are the expectations of this relationship. So I think on both sides early on, not especially, you you need to know what your expectations of a relationship. Let's go back to dating real quick. So when you're dating, because you feel like that's the strongest emphasis, you want to be clear about what the expectations of dating is or what the expectations of this relationship is because why? Go ahead. Well, I feel like you need to, I, I don't think right out the gate, you need to have that conversation. Yeah, don't scare them away. Because yeah. I think that will cause somebody to be like, you know, I, I'm good. I don't I don't want this. Like, she too thirsty or whatever. But I do Do think, you? What? I'm just asking you. Do, I mean, like, what if depending on the stage that you are, I mean, I'm not saying like right on in the inquiry, but what if somebody just dating around and the other person is dating to be in a serious relationship? And if you don't define if that's what you're coming for, I, or I not, get that. But I'm just saying on the first date, you just you just need to just just relax. OK, let's just relax right now, because I just think that if you put that expectation in there already, then you can't even explore do you even want to continue this? So I then, just wanted to poke around. That's I know, I know. So like the second day, you know, you should ask, you know, what are your expectations in this season? Should you say second day? What if it's still not? Well, is that too early? Like, how do you know when it's time? I don't know. You, got, you have to just, you got to sense it. I think it's discernment. I do. Because I think, I mean, I've, I've been on one day with a person and I knew this. I didn't care where this. Where, where. Somebody there said, I want to know ASAP. That's what I'm talking about. They like, they don't got no problem. Then you like second, third. Somebody going to take this advice and be like, all right, this is the second date. Now, what is we doing? And and maybe the first, the, I'm just, I'm just poking I know, around. I know, but I'm just saying it's different because like with you, it was like, well, I don't know. You you was different. I can't even I can't even put that on there. But anyway, I just knew You can I don't care what she's what she's talking about is we came to a point in our relationship where she's asking when before we're married, what is this? I want to know what this is. I want to know what we're doing, which is a fair question. Uh as she told her story yesterday, it's a fair question because after being in a non-fruitful, non-productive relationship, and she talked about how she kept giving her heart back to God, giving her heart back to God because she was falling in love. 
love with me. Uh huh. And so because of that was being the case, or she was deciding is a better word to be in love with me. She wanted to know what were we doing? Cause we were spending time, but I hadn't said you, my girlfriend, I ain't checked this. If you agree, you disagree. Do you want to go with me? Go steady. I hadn't did any of that. So she needed some definition. Go ahead, babe. Feel free to talk about it. I mean, and, and it was interesting because I always ask that question to, to anybody that I was, you know, dating or whatever, like, where is this going? What are you, what are, what are you looking for? What are you trying to do or whatever? And it's some, you know, and, and I, I appreciated honesty. So some, some guys would say, you know what? I really don't want to be in a committed relationship. I'm just, you know, I'm just out here just living my life. And I'm like, cool, that's good. All right, cool. I know, I know that's where you are. I know that's what you want to do. And if I want to do that, then in, in some relationships, that's what I did. And I would say to him, now don't be tripping if you see me with somebody else because we have already defined this relationship Fire. and we are just, we are just kicking it. That's it. And then there were some, there were some that I was like, okay, so what are we doing here? What is this going? I really want to be married. I really want to do, and I would say to them, I don't want to be married right now. And if that's what you're looking for, then I'm sorry. Let's just, let's just be cool. And let's just be friends. That's what I'm saying. You defined a relationship, but you decided when you wanted to define a relationship based on your level of interest. So it's not a one day, two day, three day rule. It's depending on the level of my interest and the level of my involvement, my emotions, my time and where I am in my life, the age that I'm in, you know, all those things you have to decide and and discern when you're ready to decide. And when you get some, clarity. Don't go into it with this strict rule of one, two, three, four, five date rule. And then I'm going to ask, no, it's depending on your level of urgency. And if you want to be in a relationship that's serious, that's long-term, that's married. And if you think asking the person to define the level of the relationship is going to scare them away, then guess what? If they're going to run because you want definition and clarity, they're not even into it that much anyway. And if they're really into it, then they're not going to be afraid of the question. It doesn't mean you're pressuring them. It just means that can they give you a clear answer where you know they're not playing any games and you're not playing any games. Right. But and I think I, I think what we're saying is that you have to know what state you're in and you have to know you're asking them what state they're in because they you may not click. And I think some some people are the reason why some people are afraid to ask that question on the onset of it is because they're afraid to lose their no, well, not only just to lose them, they're just to, to they're just afraid that this could be something and you didn't give it a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be something. But if you out the gate, just say that, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to be married or whatever. I don't know. I just think that scares people away and it causes them to go into a space that they don't need to go in right now. For me, when she asked me the question, what I said oh, to her, Lord. I wouldn't define it, and I wasn't playing any games. My, why? Why you always say, "Oh Lord," like because this? because you're you're different. No, man. no, it's not. You can tell if somebody is playing or somebody's not. I may be different, but that's not fair to say that every guy isn't clear about what it is that every he's girl, trying to say some or some girl, okay. right? So don't so don't throw okay. out the way that I answer right. to say like that makes me different. The clarity that I brought because they don't even know what we're talking I know, about. Sorry. The clarity, you know, the clarity that I brought was all I said to her with no games was I said, hey, uh, I'm trying to decide what this is. I have strong interest in you. That's why I'm spending this much time with you. But I'm really not sure what it is yet to the level that I want to be able to communicate that. But what I will say is, do I add value to your life? Is spending time with you adding value to you or taking it away from you? Because if I'm adding value to you and this doesn't turn into anything, I didn't make you worse. I made you better. And part of my life's goal is to make anybody better 
better whose life they come into. So if I'm making you better, then it really doesn't matter. It, it may be a little disappointment at the end, but it really doesn't matter if this doesn't evolve into either of the ideas that were in our head, because the whole goal is that even though we get into a relationship, the point is, does the relationship make you better? And I think on this flip side, some people put pressure on trying to define something of what they want it to be without just acknowledging, hey, even if this never turns into a marriage situation, this still made me better. This still made my life better. And they don't want to deal with their disappointments that they have to respond to because the relationship evolved. Real talk, some people tried to push a relationship that was only supposed to be a friendship. Yeah, that's true. That's all I'm saying. So people try to push a relationship that only was supposed to be a friendship. Then they lose the friend and they lose the friend because it didn't meet their expectations, but it still met some expectations. And if you ask the question, what is the expectations of this relationship? Then you define it early on. And if your feelings got to pull back because you just got put in the friend zone, then at least you know what to do with that relationship instead of just throw it away now and say it's nothing because it didn't mean what you wanted it to be. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I guess I always have, I had clarity on that. You know, the older I got, let me say that one. The older I got, I had clarity that some people were just my friends and that was it. And I respected that and I wanted them to respect that too. But yeah. Yeah. Now, so on the on the marriage side, on the marriage side, I think it's important that you always ask and define expectations of the relationships, as I said early on, to make sure that in that space, you're always clear mm-hmm. on roles. Right. Because in marriage, some people have a traditional family. Some people have a non-traditional family. Some people have a family dynamic where the wives uh, take on uh, non-traditional roles. Uh, some some wives have expectations that when I get married, I'm coming home. I ain't working. Some husbands have expectations that when you get married, you're going to keep on working. And so it's like if you don't define these expectations early on, you can fall in love through all of that and have an expectation, want to get married. And then, boom, run into when it's kind of invitations out, wedding date is set. Now you're running into conflict because you didn't have clear expectations. So on both sides, you're all right. And so on both sides, (laughs) you think about it from both perspectives that, hey, I want to be married on this side and on. I want to have clear expectations on the premarital side and I want to have clear expectations on the marriage side. All right. So number one was shared values. Number two was what is this relationship and how do we define it? Make sense, guys. All right. Number three, number three, how, how do we disagree and how do we handle disagreements? All right. How do we disagree and how do we handle disagreements? Uh, This is a very important one because you will disagree but you don't have, have to, to argue. argue. Yeah, don't have to argue. I'm going to say it again. You will disagree. That's just two different perspectives, but you don't have to argue. You don't have to turn your disagreements into an argument. And so you can choose in a what we say in a non-confrontational moment, moment, you can choose to disagree and how to disagree. You can choose to disagree and how to disagree. And that how is about boundaries. That's like right. Having conversations in a non-confrontational moment 
of how we're going to have a disagreement. How are we going to speak to each other? What are we, what are some, um, some things that we should not say while we're having a disagreement? You can't shut down like that, all those kind of things, but you don't have it while you're having the disagreement. You have it in a non-confrontational moment and you have boundaries around having a disagreement. That's right. You have to have these conversations when you're all chummy, chummy yeah, and everything, everything is well is and it's beautiful and it's Google Gaga. You think about how, how do you disagree? And this is a great question because usually people disagree the same way that they seen their right. parents disagree. The, the, whatever their model relationship is, however their model relationship handle conflict, that's usually how they handle conflict. And so if they saw uh, yelling and fussing or fighting and abuse, right. then they think that is a normal or a standard. And right. then they they will try to try to exercise that standard or that normal to you. And that is absolutely abnormal to you. Then that gets in your relationship and infects your relationship. Maybe they saw when, when there's a disagreement, people shut down and they said nothing and they didn't talk. And now that is carried on. So how will we handle disagreements is an important question that you should ask before you're getting married while you're dating. And it's also an important question you should ask after you're married. Yeah. Because even after you're married, you know, you might roll into some things and then the more vulnerable that you become to each other and the more that you deal with your family history, you might realize, you know, I really don't like that. Like when 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 things are when when yelling happens, it makes me feel a certain kind of way. And I feel like closing in. So sometimes with exploration and, and actually having a disagreement, you're able to help um, to be in a healthy space to say what. What, what affects you, what causes you to, to shut down, right. what causes you to open up. So those are, to me, those evolutional conversations that you have after marriage in regards to disagreement. That's right. This is number four, all right? And these aren't necessarily in this order. We just put them in this order because we got them, right? So number one, you got shared values. Number two, expectations for the relationships. Number three, how will we handle disagreements or how do we handle conflict, right? And then number four, what are your passions, all right? This yeah. is very important. What are your passions? What what do you care about? What, what are you your love? passions? What do you love, right? What do you love? What do you care about? What do you dream about? What do you yeah. dream? What are your dreams? This is just a fun, light, fluffy, fluffy time. You want to get into the person that you're interested in. You want to get into their head mm -hmm. because you want to know if you have any shared passions. OK, right. if you have any shared passions, if you enjoy the same type of things, uh, because we always say the more things that you are for your spouse, the, the less thing the that the world has, has to be has to be for them. The world does not have to be anything. I do not have to have an escape, a vacation, a outing away from my marriage necessarily to have fun or to explore my passions, right? right. And, and if you know you have a lot, say say you got five passions that's shared and three that's not, then you can you maybe can have other friends and compensations for the other three, right. or you don't press that for your spouse, or perhaps they learn to love what you love, but at least you know you got five things that you love to do together. So what are your passions? What do you dream about? What do you care about? Yeah, no, you, didn't. you don't want to say anything about that. All right. And I, I think that's a that's a very important uh, segue, both when you get married, before you get married and especially after you get married. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you have something to say. That's I'm why sorry. I say what do you want to say? All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just on the other side of that is that when you're sharing your passion, the person that's listening to you sharing your passion, they you should be listening 
to see where do you fit in in that? Like, how can I, especially with dreams, like how can I help your dreams come true? Like, what is in my skill set? What is in my mindset? What is in my background that can that can help your dreams come true because uh, when you're, when you're with someone and when you're in a relationship with someone, especially in marriage, you are attracted to this person for same values, but also because of the things that are inside of you, they are able to answer that. Ah. So it's like having this conversation, the person on the other end needs to be, yeah, I'm listening to you, but I'm also in my head taking inventory of how can I help you to achieve these, these goals, to achieve these dreams that probably you've had all of your life. And when you get married, you want to marry somebody that can make your dreams come true. That can 10 times you, that brings the best out of you. And so when you're having this discussion about dreams and passions as the recipient of listening to that, you you're, you're I won't say obligated, but you should be thinking about how can I uh, help them to make their dreams come true. Yeah. So when it's early on in your marriage, that was good. I'm glad you spoke <laughs> up early on, in, early, early on when you're dating, you want to know because you want to know if being with this person is about right. to suppress you. So is being with this person about to is it about to suppress me or is it about to advance me is it about to stretch me before we end the marriage monday podcast we invite all to take the marriage confession repeat after the glens my marriage is blessed my spouse and i are led by the spirit of god when we pray together in unity our prayers are powerful and we get results we make every effort to establish peace and harmony in our home together we walk in agreement and we are an unstoppable force if we get angry we are quick to forgive so that we do not have strife in our relationship we are not self-seeking rude proud boastful or jealous instead we are loving kind patient and we put each other's needs before our own we trust each other and we protect the sanctity of our marriage god joined us together as one and we will not be separated Thanks for listening to the Marriage Monday podcast with Dr. Jamone and Erica Glenn. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can show your support by subscribing, sharing with your friends on social media, and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you and join us next time for another episode of the Marriage Monday podcast.